Okay, so we spoke about preparing the, the Surahs of Shabbos and the mitzvahs involved in that. What I want to talk about tonight is another Surah in the Shulchan Aruch, Surah Rosh Samech, and that's really talking about the person's mitzvah to prepare themselves for Shabbos. Uh, so there are a number of as- aspects of the mitzvah what a person is meant to do in Surah Shabbos to prepare themselves. Uh, the first one we understand is it's covered Shabbos that a person should look their best for Shabbos just like a person would dress in the finest clothing if they were meeting a person of importance, a king or a member of royalty. So there's a language in the Gemara about Rav Yanai that he used to wear special clothing and he used to say, Boy In other words, the idea of Shabbos Amalka, Shabbos the Queen, means that it's meant to uh, be treated or welcomed as one would welcome royalty. And therefore there's a there's an aspect of decking oneself as would befit a, the way that one would greet a king. It's actually very interesting, just if you're already on the topic, it's very interesting when the Rambam in the end of Pereglam with Hilfa Shabbos, he quotes that Gemara, so he quotes it, that there's an Indian to get dressed in Shabbos finery, and he brings the Amara, who used to do that, and says, Shabbos Shabbos the king. It's interesting, we're talking about Shabbos being a Malka, a queen, the Rambam when he brings that actually calls Shabbos the king. It's interesting what the difference would be between it. But whatever it is, the idea which both the Gemara and the Rambam were trying to convey is that the way a person treats Shabbos is as one would greet royalty. There is a Gemara that refers to Shabbos as a king, right? Melech and, and, and Paragra, which one do you go right, to? Right, right, right. Sorry, it's a, giving a marshal to Shabbos and it uses a marshal of a king to go to Shabbos. Right, and But after Shabbos, it's called a yeah, so the, here it's talking the Gemara talking before Shabbos, bringing in Shabbos and Malka. But it's uh, Shabbos and Melech, whatever it is, it means treating Shabbos like a king. So well, how does that apply to uh, what you meant to do? So there are a number of halakhas. The one is regarding uh, the way a person, so to speak, wears clothing for Shabbos, especially special Shabbos clothing. Um, there's a second Indian of the way a person prepares themselves. We see the Gemara says that there's an Indian to wash oneself, to shower, whatever it's going to be, before Shabbos. Uh, the Indians to cut one's hair, cut one's nails, whatever it is which is make, going to make a person more groomed or more uh, look more befitting for Shabbos. What about things that aren't... Like, we, we, we dress for ourselves. If we're all alone, we still dress for Shabbos. We dress for right. Shabbos. We still a good question. Is the idea of the way a person is meant to make themselves presentable for Shabbos only regards to what's seen on the outside? For example, the dinner of Mithiras Tiparnaim, which you're about to learn about, it's for the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, if that refers to one's fingernails, it's more noticeable. If a person wears shoes, and then his toenails will not be noticeable, they'll be part of a Chana Shabbos as well. Um, similarly... You can meet a king with long toenails, I'll never know. Right. So the question here is, how does that, uh, how does that affect our preparation for Shabbos? And the other thing is in a similar category. For example, people ask, should, is brushing one's teeth before Shabbos part of a Chana Shabbos? And that does make a difference. It obviously was important in Shulchan Aruch. I think the Bichal had any oral hygiene at that stage, but whatever the case is, uh, is that now considered a Tzarek Shabbos as well? Okay, so let's go, let's go with all these things one at a time. The Shulchan Aruch discusses all of them. The first thing of washing for Shabbos really is washing to be clean. And therefore, if anyway a person would want to clean himself, it would be okay. But uh, what's brought in the Gemara and the Pasuk of Oman Ashisi Teva. Uh, the Gemara says in Shabbos that in part of the feeling of being in goddesses, I forgot what it meant to have good, to, to, to be able to enjoy the good. 
and the Gemara said that's referring to being able to wash in hot water, which means technically a person could clean themselves in cold water too. It's just less comfortable. There's a certain enjoyment in, in using hot water, and therefore there's an Indian of if it just needs to clean oneself for Shabbos, technically you could use cold water also. But the Indian of rechitzah bechamim before Shabbos, can you? There's a the Gemara calls that a type, a certain hana, a certain pleasure that there was, and that's what's brought down that a person should if they want to wash themselves for Shabbos, they should use hot water. Is that just because it's an extra sign of and it's part of the pleasure of getting ready for Shabbos, or it, 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 if you're trying to uh, so to speak, make the person look and feel their best for Shabbos, so that would be a part of that as well. Either way around, it's brought down that um, if that the person is meant to use hot water for Shabbos, at the very minimum for his hands, his face, and his feet, that's even more in the nine days. But if a person is able to, for his whole body. Now it's interesting. This was today something we should take for granted because we have running water, we have a way to heat water. So the idea of having available hot water to wash in is something which doesn't seem to us to be something very hard to come by. And it's a pleasure which isn't hard for us to enjoy. Whereas in the time of the Poiskim, uh, first they didn't have running water. So to draw enough water to wash someone was talking about a very uh, big effort, and number two, they had to heat the water, which I didn't have a way to do either, which is also a big, a big, uh, a big effort. And because of that, so then it's brought down in the Poiskim, even though there is an Indian there is an Indian in preparing hot water to wash before Shabbos. The Mishaburah says it's a mitzvah, but it's not a chayvah gemur. And therefore, if a person can't do that, he can still be able to get ready for Shabbos without hot water, as long as he can clean himself with whatever water he has. That would be a good as well. And especially, the Mishaburah brings that in his time, when the way to heat water was to, you know, to heat it up on a stove or a fire, kettle by kettle, or pot by pot, it could take a long time. And so therefore, a person has to make sure that he's not going to run too late preparing water to wash with and he's going to find that it's already Shabbos and uh, he gets into all the questions involved in the halachas of Chil Shabbos when it comes to squeezing or, or combing one's hair or rubbing one's soap, whatever the case might be. Uh, question. When does Erev Shabbos begin? Is oh, it good the question. daytime or is it Thursday night like oh, now? Yeah, so that's a good question. Let's talk about that. The person can talk about the question, and that is, if there's an Indian of washing for Shabbos, the idea is to be clean for Shabbos, if that's the case, there's a man of doing it in the to Shabbos, that a person still has the benefit of being clean for Shabbos. And that's why I saw in the Springs that to shower on Thursday night doesn't help, because by Friday, by Friday afternoon, it's already a whole day later, the effect of having washed yesterday doesn't really stay with the person, and therefore it's better to to prepare for Shabbos on Arab Shabbos. Uh, how long before Shabbos can shower on Arab Shabbos morning? So then he said it depends very much if, if, if a person still feels clean from it for Shabbos. So if a person wants to shower Arab Shabbos and spend the day sitting in Lenny before Shabbos, and uh, he, the effect of having having had a shower is still, he still feels, then it would be okay. If a person's going to shower and then do you know, physical labor the whole of Friday, by the time he comes to Shabbos, he'll, he need, he's in need of another shower. And it didn't really help. In other words, it's not something which a person needs to do. It's a way that a person is meant to enter Shabbos. And therefore, the, the, the way to enter Shabbos, feeling clean or feeling presentable, that would, that would define when a person is allowed to wash. Obviously, in those cases where a person can't wash on Arab Shabbos for whatever reason, so then as soon as, as, soon as to close to Shabbos that he can, they would still have the same, uh, part of the same matter. I saw a lot of families on the short Shabbos they their kids Thursday night. I remember growing up like that, you know, then my wife sometimes does 
So it's the same idea. If it's something which is not practical on Friday, so then the nearest one can do it. Well, the kid, let's say, doesn't really shower a whole week. So then if he shower, if he bathes Thursday night. So that's the closest to clean he's going to be. Yeah, I'm saying that it's a certain cleanliness that they have. So like for the showers every day, obviously showering Thursday night doesn't give him a feeling of cleanliness. Right, so as I said, if, if it doesn't have a, if that's the nearest to Shabbos that's possible, so that's what we should do. If a person should lechat chida shower on Thursday night for Shabbos, not lechat chida is better to shower on Arab Shabbos for Shabbos. So it's not in any of Arab Shabbos, but it's close to Shabbos. Right, the, the effect of feeling clean is still there on Shabbos. Um, right, similarly, it's brought in the voice room, a person should wash their hair with hot water. It's also a part of cleaning oneself, and it's interesting, that's even brought down um, in Hilchus Teshus Ayamim. And if a person every week uses hot water to wash their hair, then they can do an Arab Shabbos Chazan as well, because that's part of the, the, the way that they, they approach Shabbos. Right. That's uh, the first thing. Now, what's interesting is that's all that's brought in Shulchan Aruch, the mitzvah of Rechitza, of washing. It's brought in a lot of the other svarim, and definitely it's brought in Arizal as well, is the end of going to the Mikvah Arab Shabbos. To be toivel uh, in the Mikvah Arab Shabbos, it's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch brings the union of being total in Eretz Kippur. He mentions that also in Santa's Eretz of Yamtiv, but he doesn't talk about an Eretz Shabbos. It's extremely popular. It's extremely popular because the Arizal holds very high limit. And not only that, there's very much the Yisrael Mishra Shabbat who say that when a person is in the Mikvah, that's when they, can, they get the Nishram Yisrael. Oh, not an Eretz Shabbos. And oh, we're going to talk about that in a second. And because of that, so of course, the, the people who are more influenced by there is on his Torah, whatever it's going to be, Sfarim and a lot of them. So they're going to hold very, very strongly of being toivel on Erev Shabbos. But besides that, we don't find uh, in the Poiskim um, a chiyuv to toivel on Erev Shabbos. Yeah, it became very popular, but it's not a chiyuv. Um, the price is even higher. Sorry? The price is even higher for Erev Shabbos. It's an Indian. It's an Indian, but it's not something which is a chiyuv. If a person wants to do LP, whatever reason it is, um, but the Maisa, it's uh, it's an uh, Indian to do, uh, but it's not brought in the Shachnar when the Shabbat is a chiyuv. Can I say something that's so? Yeah. Different. It could be pragmatic that that uh, there's an option of the mikvah is a way to to shower as well. Um, it's interesting. The person talk about that. If it's a hot mikvah, does that replace the need for sharing? Or is it two different things? Uh, and why? Because one is al tire of some ruchnistic reason, the other one is al cleanliness. So if taka, uh, in, if a mikvah cleans a person, he feels clean for Shabbos, is, will that replace having to shower? Usually you have to shower before you go. No, normally they want you to shower before, and that's true. Um, the, the, it's also, also brought down in some of the Kabbalah Svarim that if a person is going to go to a mikvah on Shabbos, they shouldn't shower afterwards. They should leave the water of the mikvah on them until Shabbos. That's, a, that's going to have a matter. Um, what's also interesting is it's part of a whole a whole Seder Advar. That really explains that a person should first cut their nails and then stay shy mikra and then after go to the mikvah. It's like a part of a Seder of what to do in Arab Shabbos. I don't know if people follow exactly the order of all the, of what the Arizal says, but it definitely is a, a considered a, a matter to, to table in the mikvah before Shabbos too. Okay, so that's the first point. The second point which was brought is uh, brought in the Shachnarach to cut one's nails. Uh, now, <coughs> being as the is, and it's considered, it's, it's brought in the Chodal already, 
and it's considered a sakana to cut one's fingernails and handnails on the same day. And therefore, the first thing bring down that a person should cut his fingernails on Erev Shabbos and his toenails if he wants to cut them the day before. The day before, because obviously, uh, we're going to talk about that in a second, uh, because obviously the, uh, what the person sees more, like was mentioned previously, is a person's fingers. Therefore, the nearer to Shabbos that they cut them, the more they're going to look uh, groomed, whereas the longer before Shabbos it is, so then they start to grow again, and it starts to look less or less presentable. How big an Indian is this not to cut your fingernails and your toenails on the same day? It's brought in the, from the Chazan, it's a second. Right. It shouldn't do it. In the case of a tzarech, a mitzvah, then it will be matter. But if a person can uh, plan not to do the same day, so that's better. Now, what's considered the same day? In other words, uh, Friday morning and Friday afternoon is the same day. The big question is what about Thursday night? It's already, is a, does the day go by the fact that it's, so to speak, I've woken up this morning and it's the same day that I'm, whereas last night I already went to sleep with something new? Or does the day go by the halachic day, which starts by the night until the next day? It's Machlegis Apoiskin. So I looked at the what to do, and that's why it's being this is a question of a sakana. So I saw the, the Ravazna brings down that a person should try to be careful and not to cut their, their toenails on Thursday night if they want to cut their fingernails on Thursday. Now, the chiyuv isn't to cut one's nails. The chiyuv is one's nails should be presentable. And therefore, those people who their nails grow slowly, and they don't need to cut them every week. It hasn't grown so much, that's the case. It's not a chiyuv to cut them. If the, if the person's nails grow and then is going to look more presentable by cutting them on Arab Shabbos. So then you should cut them on Arab Shabbos. Once again, that's the halacha. When it comes to the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah says a person should only cut their nails on Arab Shabbos. Now, for whatever Kabbalah reason it is, there's a certain rachtum on the fingers, which on Arab Shabbos does, it's, not as, it's not as pronounced. And therefore, it's brought to that the person, not just Ashkadah on Shabbos, but that's a person should definitely wait for Arab Shabbos to cut their nails. Sorry? Hand nails. Hand nails, yeah. After Chatzos? After Chatzos, doesn't talk about after Chatzos, Arab Now, the, which means, is would there be a problem if a person wanted to cut their nails on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? So then it's brought. If it's, as a result of that, a person's nails are going to start growing again and look uh, not slightly not on Shabbos, then the person should wait till Friday. If it's uh, if that's not with it, well, that wouldn't be the case. It wouldn't be a problem. I'll be the svar of the kabbalah that has to be done on Erev Shabbos, and a person should wait for Erev Shabbos um, to cut his nails. Then is it an Indian not to cut nails in the poskim that a person shouldn't cut his nails on Thursday because since they're going to start growing on Shabbos, so then we made it looks like a, um, it doesn't look good on Shabbos. It's not nothing in melacha. It's just us the us being presented. The Russian Mishabur talks about it. He says. And if, if the, the person cuts his nails on the Thursday, so the third day, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, and since the Matchilim laughs of the Smach, the Yemashlishi, and the Tikkun cover the Shabbos, it doesn't look covered for Shabbos. So then Tom, that's going to be a problem. So, well, that's be a right, because it's not noticeable the same way, and the Yemashlishi is not going to be a lack of cover for Shabbos. Also, toenails grow slow, more slowly than fingernails. Yeah. And also, during the winter, your nails grow more slowly than in the summer. And therefore, a person doesn't get tired of that often. Because, like, the day is shorter? No. Okay. Now, I got the halacha. So then, Mr. brings you also the dinim that there's a certain ruach ra which is showing a person's nails. And that's why I have to be careful to not to leave them in a place where a pregnant lady could walk on them. That's considered a corner for the baby. And that's why the Gemara brings the person should be careful to throw them away. Even better to burn them. 
whatever the case is. Now, what does it mean practically? It means number one that the chashash is only in the Gemara says this. The chashash is only in the place where they're likely to be women walking around. Whereas in a yeshiva or a, a men's mik or wherever it's going to be, where you don't expect to have women, so this wouldn't be a chashash. So kind of the Gemara mentions that before that he's pregnant. And therefore, the, the time to be worried about it is, or place to worry about it, is a place where there might be ladies who are pregnant and it could be, it could be being a mazik by leaving nails lying around. This is a specific ruach that would affect pregnancy? Yes, it's a specific ruach that affects pregnancies, and that's why the Gemara says to be careful in a place where there might be ladies and would be affected by it. This causes a lot of tension in Jewish homes. No, it's the boy. Number two, what's called cutting was nails? Because you always get the kid, or even the adult, is trimming his nails and biting the bits of his nail. Is that also a ruach ro, or is it only when a person cuts them? And that's a big discussion in the post game also. There's those who say it's the nail which is a problem, and those who say no, it's only if it's cut. Whereas if a person chews his nails, or plays with his nails, and the little sh- uh, shavings fall off, it doesn't have a ruach ro. The other point that's important to know, the Gemara says that the ruach ro only affects the nails when they stay in the place that they originally fell. If a person sweeps them up, so then even if they're somewhere else, but they, they don't have the same effect. Again, you can't understand Ruach Ros too well. But they don't have the same effect because they aren't in the place where they fell. And that's why it's brought down in all the post And if a person lost the nail on the floor, the best thing is to sweep the floor. Because even if you can't find it, at least he's moved it from the place it originally fell. And we made it doesn't have its harmful effect anymore. Now, once you say this is a Sakhon, so the question is, how seriously did they take the Sakhon? In other words, let's say a person's found a nail, they dropped a nail. So now what, we're going to keep any ladies out the room until he's going to do ridiculous comments to find it? Like, how, how, how extreme do you have to be careful about this sakana? So it's interesting. It seems like that it's a real sakana. It doesn't be careful about it. Um, the Olam is not, not that much to be careful about it. But, uh, and they're based on a story of the Vilnagon, which I'm just saying parenthetically is not a normal mahalach in Paskandi as, uh, as, as Litvaks to based Pesach on the story against the first Shalacha. But the Siddur, that they bring the story of Vilnagon, that in his time uh, they killed Gerrit Tzedek, Count Pataki, Avram ben Avram, and he's claimed to have said that that the, when he killed, when he offered his life on Kedosh Hashem, so it took a certain Ruach around the world, and because of that, nails don't affect people anymore. But anything to do with the fingernails. So about Negros in the morning, or cutting the nails, he held that it's all part of the Ruach Ra. Which got removed by from serious nefesh. That's why people maybe are less apprehensive about nails. Nails they're relying on that. Again, the Goran said that the Goran's name, and it's just unusual for us to pass and halacha based on the story. And we don't see the poskim talking about the poskim talking about the issue which the Gemara talks about. Question: When we talk about something being a sakana, how do we gauge that? Like we also said. Shimming your, your your toenails and your fingernails on this and that, and they, there's a sakana. Right. Like, like, but, but we're mockabate about that one, not mockabate about it. So we try to be mockabate. We try to be mockabate by both. And we're not even nails on Thursday. And whatever person keeps forgetting to cut his nails Thursday and then comes Friday, and once again he has these long toenails and fingernails that he needs to cut. Mashallah says he can't cut both. So is it, is it a thief? To cut his toenails and skip the fingernails one week, and then cut his fingernails. Uh, I think that question depends on the question. At least to remember. <laughs> yeah, that would be a serious question. Um, okay, so that's the one thing. Now, there were those who said, there were those who said that uh, since the Gemara says 
it's more than clear to Vernon and Nils because uh, they, they can't present a danger more than they're over there. So there was one effort who suggested keeping them to like a total is enough to burn. And the other frame all disagree with that because you see from prayer of Pesach, burn of the Pesach, whatever it is. But uh, the Mesa, uh, the Achim don't agree with that because it's more likely to be a mitzvah if it's left lying around yeah. if a person throws them away. Especially today, if a person flashes them down the toilet or something like that, they're not there anymore. So you don't have to worry that they're going to resurface somewhere. And we made it that's um, the best way to get rid of them, that uh, it can't be a magic to anybody. I had a friend who used to smoke and he stuck it in his cigarette and he used to burn it down. Okay, uh, <laughs> tuck it. I didn't say you need to burn it. Okay. Well, we used to know people 40 years ago from the diaspora yeshiva. And always walked around with a box of matches. 50. Stuff and fear now. They just burn it right down there. Right. Yeah. Like that. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, it's easy to do that. Yeah. And it happens in two offices. Yeah. That's my brother. He was not fit to burn his hands. Yeah, what's the word? Sorry from the chassid. That's what I'm saying. Extra chassidus. Okay. Now, um, there's another interesting point. The Ramah brings a person's lamed to cut his nails in order. The Ramah says the person is going to go out of order. And it's interesting, not only that, he gives you a whole order how to go. And it changes from the right hand to the left hand, which he brings from... Uh, he calls the Sefer and Musa, I'm not sure exactly who it is. Um, either way around, it's brought in the Ramah. Um, a lot of the Akhranim uh, held that there was no union in the Kishla, and uh, that the person can cut the nails in the regular order. The man is the person who says, one says it again, it's a question of a Sakana, so one says it's such a tzad, a person should be careful. There's also a discussion if it applies to the fingernails, the person set of order, it applies to the toenails as well. Again, there's two, there's a focus about that um, in the Akhranim too. But in all these things, we always say this far, that if it's a shot of a sakana, it doesn't make such a difference to you. So it doesn't hurt to be careful. It's the Mughal of Ram Paskins that, why not? Nochel Nizar. Because it might be, it might, it might be Kedai and it doesn't cost anything, so why not? People that buy the nails also buy the nails No, it's much more like about cutting. Um, okay, that's, uh, that's the name of nails. Uh, now, we spoke about the other union of Shabbos is to have a haircut. Obviously, it's not every week, it's when a person needs a haircut. And it will make them more presentable for Shabbos, and then have a haircut on the air of Shabbos. Not only that, we saw that even though normally people aren't meant to be doing the work on the air of Shabbos afternoon, one of the few exceptions there is is a, is a barber, because you say he's a is for Shabbos. And therefore, since he's, he's, what he's doing is helping people get ready for Shabbos, that would be a kind of inactivity which is mutza even on the air of Shabbos afternoon. And the big question, which is already a big discussion in the Chorinim, and that is, it's brought to the Tzavah of Rabbi Yudah Chassid that a person shouldn't cut their hair or cut their nails in Rosh Chodesh. As all the things in the Tzavah of Rabbi Yudah Chassid, he doesn't give you source and he just quotes it as fact. But the Mason, we try to be macro to, uh, to what Rabbi Yudah Chassid says. And now the question is, if, if uh, Rosh Chodesh falls on a Friday, and so Rabbi Yudah Chassid is covered Shabbos, so if that one's hair, that one's nails, and Tzavah Shani is the Tzavah of Rabbi Yudah Chassid, so what's the person meant to do? And if you're going to say, oh, well, we should just do it on Thursday, so Sunday, we'll do it on Thursday, Friday, and uh, so cutting one's nails on Wednesday is a matter of bracha of atala. So what's the person meant to do um, about uh, the Sawaj of Yudachos? What, bracha of atala? And it's a waste of time. In other words, if a person wants to have his nails cut, I mean, it's a bracha, I mean, it's just a waste of time. Okay. If a person cuts his nails three days before, and the, by the time of the they have to cut them again. Right. So, so the Mishra Burra is gracious to 
uh, to Sabbath Rabbi Nachmanin, and that's why he brings the minag not to cut one's nails or one's hair on erev Shabbos. If it's Paul's Rosh Hashanah, it's Rabbi Nachmanin. The nice the person can say it depends. The minag. People have the minag to be makrid on Rabbi Nachmanin that they're not going to cut their shave or cut their nails on erev Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. I erev Shabbos on Rosh Hashanah. Should be makrid. The person doesn't have minag. The Kavit Shabbos will allow them to do that, especially if a person is known to shave. Because it's not just a question of trimming one's hair. If a person is known to shave, and then they don't shave before Shabbos, then they're going to look very unkempt for Shabbos. So then in a case like that, and we're going to, is more of a sad to allow Rosh Chodesh. It's a bigger lack of cover for Shabbos if a person uh, comes to Shabbos without having shave. Uh, but uh, like I said, those people have the minute to Mahmoud, to all the dinner of Rabbi Chassid, will have to be Mahmoud here as well. Somebody calls out, you know, we've never heard these things about Rabbi Nachmanin, and then all of a sudden, you know, we get, because you learn, it's an example that could be hard. So it's not a minute that we never. So, so in the case like that, the person is on the chiyuv erev Shabbos. So on erev Shabbos, because there's kavod Shabbos, there's another factor here. During the week, we say be careful. Why not? But here, there's a reason not to listen to him because kavod Shabbos. So that's the reason to do to to to. It was not a minute to to do what's right. We need to do to pray for Shabbos. Are there some people who follow him regarding hair cutting and not follow him regarding nail cutting, or that's, that's like either both or nothing? Both or nothing, it's the same thing. Yeah. Whatever the reason for it is, but he brings them both together. Like, I, I think I'm, I try to be careful not to get a haircut, but I'll cut my nails. Okay, again, you have to hire a person to give you a haircut, but it's a. If a person wanted to, so they're hard looking to go together. Well, again, he doesn't explain his reasons to us. So whatever his reason was not doing it, he holds that they shouldn't do either. The people that shave daily, they take care of home. If Rosh Chodesh falls out during the week, not, uh, not to shave? Yeah. yeah, that should be at least. Because there's no real reason to, to be matter. Okay, so that's the denim of cutting one's hair. We said cutting one's nails and preparing for Shabbos. Um, and like we said, what about other things which aren't brought in halacha, but the person would feel more more right for Shabbos? You mentioned brushing one's teeth. Whatever else is going to be, that would that also be part of preparing for Shabbos? So the answer is it's not so much the way a person looks; it's more the way a person feels. And therefore, the dinner preparing for Shabbos is, as like we said, a person could look the same if they're washing hot water or cold water, but they'll feel better if they're washing hot water. The same thing, whatever it does a person needs to do to make himself feel more presentable for Shabbos. That's part of the mitzvah. That's part of the mitzvah. Um, now, and obviously, it's not just for the adult. Obviously, for sure, you know, make sure to to prepare his children, to dress his children, to wash his children, whatever it is. They should also look presentable for Shabbos. It's part of the preparation for Shabbos. It's not just the fact that we prepare the food, we prepare the table, we prepare ourselves as well to be fit into each other. Again, no different to a chasna. A person is not going to shop to a chasna wearing their regular school uniform or weekday clothing. They're going to prepare themselves they look presentable. So the same thing for Shabbos, that the same thing applies, which is an important point. <coughs> this is the last one to talk about. Um, the Mishaburah mentions it, Agav, but I've heard a lot of more recent Rabbis who mentioned this point a lot. And that is that, of course, everyone's making to prepare the children for Shabbos. Of course, men obviously are going to dress in the Shabbos because they have to go to Shul. But there are a lot of ladies who, just, who bring in Shabbos wearing some kind of a rug or and not, not Shabbos clothes, 
people have a Shabbos. Yeah, that's different. If a person is something special for Shabbos, that's different. It's a Shabbos class. But if a person is just, you know, I'm at home anyway and it's, I have another hour till the Sojah, so okay, I'll bring in Shabbos now and then after I'll go change. That, that's the problem. The point is that a person should greet Shabbos properly, which means a person should be wearing the clothes they want to wear on Shabbos to greet Shabbos. And just be wearing a robe because that's the easiest to put on and I'll get ready for Shabbos when I have more time. Uh, that, that's not the way to greet Shabbos. Uh, if, if a lady wants to prepare herself for Shabbos, whatever she should into it. If she has a special robe for Shabbos, fine. If she has other clothing for Shabbos, whatever her Shabbos clothing are, she should prepare herself to be wearing them when she takes the Shabbos. And that's how we greet Shabbos. I say another point also. If a lady considers herself more presentable, she wear a shaitan. The way you greet Shabbos is the way that, that it's not that on Shabbos is the way to change. It's the way I greet Shabbos. It's the way that I'm into looking presentable and therefore that's, I should be preparing myself that I'm ready to, I'm ready and dressed the way I'm meant to be when, when Shabbos comes in and applies to men and applies to women also. I know it's a great pattern is Shabbos folks, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to Manfiah wearing a Shabbos robe. You walk in the streets in a Shabbos robe. You walk you know, in the house in a Shabbos robe. But you wouldn't greet, you know, you wouldn't greet an important person in a, in a Shabbos robe. You asked a good question. Right, but it's true. Really, a person should wear, dress the way that's, that they're wearing their pants, that, that, the way they went, went to look for Shabbos. And for a lady, that means putting on jewelry, or it means she wants to put on makeup, whatever it's going to be. If that's the way she wants to present herself for Shabbos, it should look beforehand. I mean, besides the problem of Melacha by putting on makeup, but whatever the case is, presenting oneself, getting ready for Shabbos is, I'm really properly attired to read Shabbos. But except if a lady says, this is my Shabbos clothing, and this is a special, more expensive, more fancy, whatever it is, I can't argue with that. But the good is that the preparation for Shabbos is I'm ready dressed to greet Shabbos. As long as I take in Shabbos, then I go get dressed. Um, and then this you said applies at another point as well. And that is, everyone's very careful. It comes to Shabbos, of course, they're going to dress the kids and everything else, and everyone's ready for Shabbos. But the mass is that din of being dressed for Shabbos applies on Shabbos day also. It's still Shabbos. And everybody, I know a lot of families say, eh, you know, Shabbos day is too hard to dress the kids. They can come to the city in their pajamas. It's a mistake. If it's important to you that your kid should be dressed for Shabbos, it applies to Shabbos day also. It applies to Shabbos day also. There's also then a din of covered Shabbos, so the person should be dressed as is befitting for Shabbos. Question. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, relative values of things, and there's an Indian to light on time. Right. There's an Indian to light early. Right. Right. There's an Indian, maybe it's more than Indian, to be dressed for Shabbos and have your makeup on. But like if somebody says, well, I can light early and then put on my makeup afterwards or light on time and then put on my makeup afterwards or put on my makeup first and then light five minutes it's later. Uh, makeup you can't do afterwards because most of it involves... If you keep it in mind. But uh, you mean you don't want to take in shabbos? You're lighting, but you're going to... You know shabbos. you're going to put your makeup on. So I'm not taking in shabbos. I, 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 that's what that means, I guess, yes. Yes, so that's what I mean. So a lady shouldn't do that. The lady's... A lady, for a man, you can try things like that, but for a lady, she's meant to take a Shabbos when she lets. Uh-huh. So therefore, we don't want to make a lady make it. No, we would much rather she takes a Shabbos when she lets. Now we just have to work backwards from that. In other words, therefore, ideally, she should give us enough time that she's ready to be the way she wants to be for Shabbos when she comes to lets. This question, let's say, is going to get a bad shape. But let's say she has a choice. She can take in Shabbos 10 minutes early in her snoot, or she could take in Shabbos at 40 in her shape. What's more important? Is that, is that, is that perhaps your question? Uh, sort of, like, like, we can go a lot of steps to this. Okay, we can go a lot of steps to this. 
Uh, firstly, the, the Indian of being prepared for Shabbos, um, I think, what's brought in the post game, is more harsher than being earlier than the time you have to take the Shabbos. So uh, it, uh-huh. it was a question of taking the Shabbos before the time of Shabbos, or taking the Shabbos at the time of Shabbos, but being more prepared, being more prepared seems to have more of a priority. Um, now, what about 40? Now, we're going to talk about that. What's the name of the Be'atzim 40 is a Me'agish line, which most of the world doesn't have. Is a person Mechoyev to that? No, not Mechoyev, but in this order of preference that the Rav said. So, Shaitl or 40, and whatever. Yeah, so that, that's already a question of what a person is not capable of first. Because they didn't have a Kabbalah. If a person accepted until taking 40, then for them they have to take a Shabbos then. But at some point it for sure switches, because the Shabbat already says that if a woman has a question of lighting candles in her weekday clothing, earlier, or getting dressed for her Shabbos clothing so, and lighting so on the lighting later, he no. says, for sure she should light on time. So that's because I was going to quote the Mishabura. That is, when you get too close to Shabbos, so then of course the halacha is light candles, because you're not, even if you're not ready for Shabbos, you're not going to play with Shabbos. What's 18 minutes? Now the question is, what will the person who's makabal on themselves? If they're makabal, I'm taking Shabbos 40 minutes, there could be a Kabbalah. Then if that's the case, they have 40 minutes. The person is now going to try for the 40 minutes, but by me, 20 minutes is more than good enough. What about 10 minutes? Now, the, 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 now when we get close to Tishkiyah, then of course, we don't want to play around with that. Especially, like we always say, the times in Yishalayim aren't accurate for Shkiyah. Because Yishalayim isn't on a flat level, it's ups and downs of the mountains. And therefore, the times they're given for Shkiyah can vary up to 5 minutes, 6 minutes from place to place. Is that why it's 40 minutes here? Um, I'm not sure that it's 40 minutes. But it was brought down uh, all the, in the Lurch and the post game held that in Yishalayim a person can't rely on Shkiyah to the minute. Because that was taken from the place wherever that Luach was measured by, and different parts of Yishalayim can change. Like when you measure it, from where they're built, it's never more heavy. There can be a three or four minute difference because of the height of the mountain or the angle of the mountain. You go up the next one to more, it'll be another three or four minutes difference again. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the play times in the Luach are definitely aren't uh, something to, to, to set in stone. And therefore, for sure, if a person's going to come close to Khilal Shabbos, there's no question in the world. They should have candles. Shkia comes earlier when you're higher up or lower down? Shkia comes earlier when you're lower down because the sun sets behind the mountains. So, so we're higher up then? Right. That's good. It gives you a few more minutes. It does, but where they measured it was higher than us. Hmm? Some of the luachs where, where, where they measured by was even higher than here. Oh, higher. So, yeah, so you can't take it as being accurate. But the Shabbos is out later as well. Right, it goes both ways. Um, okay, so that, that's why... If it's, if it's going to come close to Chilal Shabbos, Mishabur, he says, a person shouldn't shower, shouldn't wash, shouldn't change clothes, and just light candles. And make sure you're not doing melacha. But if you're talking about what's ideal, so then of course, the person should have really planned that they should be already dressed and ready to make up the Shabbos when they come to light candles. Not the Chathila plan that I'm going to light candles, and offers I now have lots of time, now I can get dressed calmly and slowly. Because that means the person who wasn't make up the Shabbos um, dressed as they, as they should be, to be worried, I'm going out to accept Shabbos. I'm already prepared and ready for, for Shabbos to come. Bishas and the Chak. 